I'm Mark V. Smith, author of The Process. Thank you for joining me today for a new message in my series, The Process. If you've missed any of the acronyms and or the messages in this series, season eight, or the prior series, which was the foundation, the perfect storm, where do we go from here? Why not me? Procrastination and thief of time. And if I only knew then what I know now. And lastly, season seven, you're 86,400. <laughs> Man, that was a totally a mouthful. They all can be heard on several streaming outlets such as Pandora, iHeartRadio, Spotify, iTunes, and others. When you go there, please search for Mark Smith, The Process, to revisit and or to listen to any of those messages. A few days ago, I was blessed to be a guest on a podcast, and the host asked me what inspired me to create and produce The Process. But more importantly, how has it shaped and or reshaped me? See, that question took me back to 2018 in my old office when this conception first took place. And little did I know at that time, it really was the formation of my global mission statement for my current series. Okay, write this down. Although growing forward can seem difficult at times, the lessons learned all point to removing a life lived transactional to a life of living transformational. But before I elaborate more on the conversation that took place during the interview that I mentioned, let me do a short recap on some of the information that has been shared in earlier in this series. Having the ability to meet people is truly wonderful, but having the ability to share words of encouragement is really a blessing. That is what transpired in myself and uh, my wife in a trip that we took to celebrate life in the great state of Texas. More specifically, my granddaughter Reagan's birthday. Not only was it a celebration, but it was also the meeting of a young couple who attended the party and challenging them to visit how they were living and outlining some steps of growing within the transformational mindset. I also took a moment to shape a unique correlation of events that occurred in 2018 at a family gathering. And the most recent escapades and reformation of my cousin Sean's thought process. His ability to escape the mentality that I termed as checkers and begin to forward his ascension to a life termed as chess. Again, for a more in-depth discussion on those acronyms and the stories they are tied to, please revisit excuse me, those prior messages in this series on the media outlets mentioned at the very beginning. The podcast that I was a guest on is a nationally syndicated show. So I don't need to tell you how excited I was when their marketing department reached out to me to solicit if I had an interest. <laughs> Man, if you could see the Kool-Aid smile that came over my face, you probably would still be laughing at me today. But seriously, it was a great honor to be thought of in the light of a person that is sharing some messages of perseverance to the world. Therefore, when asked that question on the formation of the process, I unpacked so many things that I had shared with many people in my years of writing and speaking. As a speaker, you tend to revisit some life-changing events in your life and attempt to wrap them into a message um, that either encompasses one or two things. Number one. It becomes verbiage that you're just saying to fill time, fill a time slot and or to toot your own horn. 
or the second which is you really are hoping that your words help someone who is hurting since i always proclaim to uh to my circle and not my cage without a shadow of a doubt i subscribe to number two with the mindset of being in the business of changing lives as i thought about a better way to share the process the flashing of events that i experienced in de december of 2021 would be one of the newest solidifications of messaging to convey my point. See, what I'm about to disclose should never be told, or I will call my attorney. <laughs> Just kidding. On a serious note, in the latter portion of 2019 and into 2021, I have been experiencing a consistent sign of low energy, fatigue, loss of appetite, bone and joint pain, irritability, and a significant elevation in my calcium levels. As I began to share this story with the podcast host, she quickly said, this sounded really serious. And honestly, it was. I went on to tell her that it really had me scared. And I was feeling like I was no longer in control of three things that I'm so adamant about. You should know that by now. Those three things are the thoughts you think, the actions you take, and the visions you see. It had gotten so bad that some of the things that we were that were crossing my mind were ones that only a person living transactional would think would think to say. After consulting with my primary care physician, then referred on to a wonderful endocrinologist, and the course of mountains of testing and blood work, it, it honestly it just started to begin. I was placed on medication to help regulate a parathyroid problem. For those who don't know. The thyroid is a pea-sized gland in your neck that regulates the calcium in one's blood. So, after two years of monitoring and various medications that resulted in a lack of significant progress, there was the mention of parathyroid surgery. With this now on the table and me longing to go back to making continuous progress in the steps of transformational living, my wife Tasha and I interviewed countless numbers of surgeons, not just in Washington, D.C., but all throughout the East Coast. See, I had the methodology that if I was going to go under the knife, it was going to be at the hands of one of the best. And we did find her right here in Washington, D.C., practicing at Washington Medical Center, Dr. Collins. For, la <laughs> for lack of better words, she looked at Tasha and I after reviewing uh, results and said I have no doubt I will find that little booger and you will never have this problem again see she's a self-proclaimed what I would like to say bulldog in the operating room her credentials and confidence was something that we both agreed would be the perfect doctor to rectify this situation so choosing Dr. Collins to perform what was on most accounts and is often referred to as a short simple procedure was the right choice but there are those times when something simple can be life-threatening. Times. Teaching internal messaging, especially in tough situations. That's what we're going to talk about today. Let me tell you what happened on December 2nd of 2021. I'm going to start with the first letter of times, which I said is teaching. One of the greatest gifts in life in my opinion, is the ability to transform the old to new. Take something broken and repairing it, or take the transactional mindset to transformational. 
But one of the criteria that we set out to uncover was locating the surgeon with an extensive teaching background. Not only was Dr. Collins a world-renowned surgeon, but we also discovered that she was a nationally acclaimed instructor in her field of study. <laughs> wow. Feeling confident, we decided to move forward with the procedure, trusting in the teaching background she possessed was one that we would be willing to truly take a chance on. As you probably can imagine, in the days leading up to the surgery and still trying to remain in a positive mental state of mind, my anxiety levels were really beginning to rise. I was beginning to feel overwhelmed about things I needed to get done, such as continue writing for the season finale of season five of the process and prepare for the last process roundtable in Atlanta, Georgia. To this day, I don't know how my wife put up with me. Well, Yes, I can. <laughs> but I always tell her how much I love her for not taking the things I said personal and taking this journey with me. I mentioned before that one of the side effects of parathyroid problem is agitation and aggravation. And I gave her that <laughs> and then some. Pressure and anxiety were winning the battle in my life at that time. And I really was searching for something to level the roller coaster of current and future events, level it out even the playing field. But there's a saying I once heard that says, the art of teaching is the art of assisting discovery. And the more I thought about it, this impending surgery was teaching me I still need to be a better student at patience. With the days dwindling down until the day of the surgery, and what seemed like a plethora of tasks to complete, I knew that these are the times that I needed to trust my faith, Trust my family and trust the process that things will be just fine in the end. But I had no idea it would reveal more than I would ever imagine. Let me continue with two more letters in times. And that's the I and the M, which I'm going to say is internal messaging. Let me, um, let me, you listening today, let me ask a question. Have you ever heard the feeling or had the feeling that something is when something's going to occur and sadly you don't have control over it? Have you ever set out on a let me give you an example. Let me back up. Let me give you an example. Have you ever set out on a nice long drive? One that starts out on a bright sunny day with not a cloud in the sky. But in the horizons, you're about to find yourself driving into a rainstorm. See that feeling sitting in your spirit or the internal messaging is starting to send. Some have called it butterflies and various other names, but it is one of the feelings that you really can't control. See, if I've always been that guy who believed that if you look in the, for, for the external sources of motivation, you can catalyze and change in feelings. However, <laughs> it won't sustain that change. It must be free from in the, in any internal desire that derives from our own internal messaging. You know, I say all this to say this was a very, very unnerving experience that I was going through. And I couldn't understand why. The day um, before the surgery, I got a call from the receptionist at Dr. Collins's office to inform me that another patient had canceled their procedure. And they wanted to see if I could move my surgical time up from 1 p.m. to 7 a.m. 
The internal messaging that I was experiencing at that moment said not no, but hell no. As there was something not sitting right within my spirit about that surgery. But if I wanted to be a better man, a healthier man, I needed to embrace that this and perhaps the time change meant that I would be on the road of recovery a lot sooner. <laughs> At least that's what I was praying. Before I confirmed the time change, I called Tasha to see what she thought. And she told me to do what I think was best. And she would support any decision that I made. See, there again, <laughs> my internal messaging was saying that she truly was wishing that they would ask me if I would come in <laughs> in the next hour. With that in mind, the decision was made to move the time of the procedure up to 7 a.m. With a positive mindset that will institute the road of recovery hours earlier. I want to go to the next letters, which was the E and the S in times. And I said, that's especially in tough situations. Well, December 2nd, <laughs> it finally arrived. And I honestly didn't sleep the night before. It seemed as soon as I started to drift off, I woke myself back up. See, in the times of uncertainty, I don't think many of us can sleep, especially in tough situations. Now, as I'm recalling these events day by day, I can see the look of suspense on the podcast interviewer's face as I'm telling her this story. And she was hanging on to my every word and answering her initial question about my reshaping of myself in the process. See, I remember getting out of bed that night or early morning and headed downstairs to turn on the TV since I couldn't sleep. It was about 10 minutes of watching something of mindless TV. Natasha came down the stairs and laid on my lap. She held my hand and promised it was going to be all right. And it, it was that common to have this that type of anxiety. Especially for me in tough situations like preparing for surgery. So, after closing my eyes for about 45 minutes, my alarm went off which signaled it's time to shower and prepare to leave for the hospital. In a normal ride in the car, we would have been talking about the silliest things, and she truly tried, but something within my spirit still was not at ease. It was like I was going to, this was going to be my last car ride with her, and I wondered had I 100% eradicated a lifestyle of transactional for 110% lifestyle of transformational. When we pulled in the parking garage of the hospital, I remember just staring at the garage as if I'd never seen cars parked before. After she got me checked in and while waiting to go back into the surgical area, I vividly remember te her telling me that it's going to be it's OK to be scared. It's really OK, honey, especially in tough situations. Each of us today have either heard or have knowledge of individuals who've gone in for routine surgeries and sadly never come out. Then the clock struck 6.18 a.m. and the nurse called my name to come back to the operating waiting area. Tasha asked if she could come with me, but they politely said she could not and the doctor was en route and the surgery was going to start on time, 7 a.m. But before I exit her site, I turned and looked back at her as if it felt like this was going to be the last time I see her. For everyone listening, I professed on many occasions, including earlier, 
that in my past, while living transactional, patience was truly not my virtue. So when the nurse took my vitals, she reiterated that I had the best surgeon and surgical team on the East Coast, and this will be over quickly. Funny thing, <laughs> I wasn't believing that. As I wonder what teaching of internal messaging, especially in this tough situation, was being taught to me. I remember Tasha asking the nurse before she took me back how long the procedure should be. And she told her about 45 minutes maximum. So, around 6.50, Dr. Collins walked in and asked me how I was feeling this morning. And I couldn't lie to her. I told her I was nervous as hell. With a smile and a laugh, she patted me on my head and said, that parathyroid problem will be over in less than an hour. She smiled and said, team, let's get this party started. Well, when you talk about adhering to time, it was 7 a.m. And I was being whisked into a cold room that appeared to have the brightest lights everywhere. The anesthesiologist asked me to count backwards from five. And I don't think I made it past three. And I was out for the count. Then something happened that I only heard others speak about, but never thought it would be me. There was a vivid encounter while on the operating table of crossing over to the afterlife. I was walking toward a fence in a park. There were two men sitting there playing chess. One of the men had on a John Deere baseball hat and the other had on a Cleveland Brown baseball hat. The man in the John Deere hat was Tasha's father, Billy Ray Wilson. The man in the Cleveland Browns hat was my father, Cornelius Vernon Smith. Both men are resting in peace. The conversation was so real that one that I will always remember. They both looked at me and said, why are you here? It's not time for you yet. There's more work you need to do. What else they said <laughs> came out harmoniously in unison. And it was a volume of their voices. It seemed like it became magnified. They said, Mark, what is more important to you the rest of your life during the process? What you obtain or who you become? Now, keep in mind, this procedure was only supposed to be about 45 minutes max. But when it was all said and done, it was over four hours. Tasha, worried sick, had now become very concerned, especially in this tough situation. You talk about a true bulldog when it comes to patient care. <laughs> That's my wife. Some have some have said, me included, that she stops at nothing to get the answers. But if you let her tell it, all she asks is that the staff do their jobs and just a little bit more if possible. Apparently 45 minutes turned into 60, which turned into 90. And nobody was giving her an update. So you know she was getting angry especially in this tough situation. Two hours went by, then three hours on to four hours before Dr. Collins came to her to tell her the surgery was completed. She told my wife that there were multiple parathyroids that were the culprit, and the main one was behind my heart that she had to remove. Eventually, I made it out of surgery and into recovery. But when I came to, I noticed I was not wearing the same hospital gown that I had on when I went into surgery. It was later discovered that I had bled through the original gown while in the operating room and they weren't sure if I was going to pull through. On the drive home and while everything was foggy, <laughs> my memory of what I experienced was crystal clear.
The conversation with the fathers, the gowns, and the vision of Dr. Collins in panic mode all became our topic of conversations that evening. I went on to tell the podcast host that that is in those times, it's reiterated to me, the process will always be about teaching internal messaging, especially in tough situations. As the time was beginning to wind down on my interview, and with a smile on my face, I expressed to the interviewer that this is my explanation of how this transformational event helped reshape this series, The Process. Now, if you've listened and followed any of my other messages, I usually close with a short story to wrap up my message. <laughs> but there really isn't a need today. We all have those times in our life that are giving us the fuel that will pull us through, especially in tough situations. If you didn't write down the mission statement for this series, <laughs> I know you'll need it for the future. Remember, here it is. Although growing forward can seem difficult at times, the lessons learned all point to removing a life lived transactional to a life of living transformational. And it was an absolute honor to be a guest on that podcast and share a true life lesson that I pray helps someone. Who is it in your life today that needs to embrace the times when life just doesn't make sense? Is it you? I know I find myself rethinking so many events in life that didn't make sense then. <laughs> but oh boy, I get the full picture of, of this meaning now, today. That's transformational. But when you find yourself or when you are watching someone you care about experiencing times of uncertainty, please remember what I always say. That is, your why is greater than your situation, which is part of your process. To my wife, Tasha, to my mom, I love each of you very, very much. And thank you so much for your support. To my mother-in-law, Sarah Wilson, rest in peace. To our children and grandchildren, Poppy and Oma, I love you. And we'll see you soon. <laughs> transactional to transformational. Chess versus checkers. All require subtle shifts in the thoughts we think, the actions we take, and the visions we see. There's something that I want each of you to ask yourself is that the same something that was asked to me by my father-in-law and my father during my meeting in heaven. Ask yourself, what is more important? What you obtain during the process or who you become in your process? If you're still unsure how to answer that question or where to begin, <laughs> honestly, it's very simplistic. Look in your mirror because change begins and ends within to ensure we all embark on actions that may remain concurrent with legacy changing actions for 2023 and beyond. God bless you and I will speak with you soon.